Welcome to Pause, Reflect, and Learn with Katie. We are delighted to have you join us. We have mentioned several times before that the holidays are the most popular time for people to welcome dogs into their home. And while it would be great for all dog adoptions to go without a hitch, sometimes issues arise. So let's say that you follow all of our suggestions. You made sure that this is the right time to welcome a dog into your home. You ensure that you're ready for the dog. You research the breed so that you know how to properly care for your new dog. Then you go and meet the dog that interests you and you fall in love. You've done everything right before your adoption of your new canine friend. While driving to pick up your new dog, there are images circulating in your head of you and this dog playing fetch, the dog riding shotgun in your car all around town, enjoying vacations together, along with plenty of snuggles. But when you get the dog home, you find out that the dog is terrified of you or another family member. It is a horrible feeling for the human family member to learn that their dog truly fears them and actually hides from them but it's equally horrifying for the new dog. So today we're going to provide tips to help you through this situation. But before we get started, here is this week's trivia question. What breed of dog is the cartoon character Scooby-Doo? We'll let you mull that over while we open this episode. Welcome back. Today's trivia question is, what breed of dog is the cartoon character Scooby-Doo? If you guessed a Great Dane, you're correct. Go and impress your friends with your dog knowledge and your cartoon knowledge. Okay, it's time to get into today's topic. This is one of the most upsetting situations for a family. You've adopted a new dog, and after giving the dog a week or so to decompress, you notice that the dog has become a Velcro dog to one family member and is terrified of another. Very often, by the time you realize what is going on, the rest of the family has formed a bond with this dog, and you are feeling like an outsider. Your dog hides and shakes every time they share space with you. This is a distressing situation and we do feel bad for you. But before you take it personally and try your hardest to win the dog over, understand that it truly is not about you. It's about your dog and what she is feeling. So let's look at this new arrangement from the dog's point of view. Before you adopted your dog, she may have suffered a lousy past and struggles to trust certain groups of people. She could have spent her entire life with someone she truly loved, and now the absence of that person and this new life change is sad or confusing. Or she could have lacked proper socialization with different groups of people. Even if your dog's old life was lousy, it's all she knew. And since losing that home, she spent time in different shelter environments, and now she's thrust into a new environment with a person who scares the bejeebers out of her. The dog didn't come into your home with a plan to banish you. She wants to feel secure and safe in her new environment. She just can't control her fear. Often we exacerbate that fear by trying too hard and expecting quick results. You cannot rehabilitate 
a fearful dog on your time schedule. Overcoming fear takes time, a lot of time. In most cases, it can take months or years to rehabilitate a fearful dog. Every situation is different. Some owners will move through the tips that we're about to give you effortlessly and the dog will start feeling comfortable quickly. Others may find that some of these tips are too scary for their dog. So you need to pick the tips that you feel are best for your situation. And if you're unsure how to handle a fearful dog, contact a qualified dog trainer. Tip number one, ignore the dog. People believe that they should force interaction with a dog by offering food. When the dog musters enough courage to snatch food from your hand, the person always goes for the pet. And this terrifies the dog. So we want you to refrain from using this terrible idea. Instead, we want you to ignore the dog. Avoid eye contact, avoid petting the dog, avoid talking to the dog. Just pretend she does not exist as you move around the house each day. When the dog comes over to smell you, we want you to continue to ignore her. Even if she sits by your side or lays at your feet, forcing interaction before she's ready tells her it is not safe to come near you. When she is ready for interaction, her signals will be very clear. And when that time comes, refrain from showing excitement. Instead, remain aloof and simply pet her on the neck or the chest, never over the head or on the face. After a brief time, stop petting her and once again go back to ignoring her. In time, she will crave your attention. So I want to use a real life situation that happened with me, but with my niece. When she was little, she wanted nothing to do with me. The more she pushed me away, the harder I worked to make her like me. I bought expensive toys, I gave her money, I sat on the floor to play with her dolls, and made countless funny faces. One day I asked her if she could say my name. Her response, I hate Aunt Katie. It was then that I realized I had been trying too hard. My efforts were most likely freaking the child out. So the next time my family got together, I ignored her. It sounds infantile, but I decided to give her the space that she craved. I didn't want her to grow up thinking of me as her creepy aunt. Instead, I lavished my attention on my other nieces and nephews. And within hours, she climbed up on my lap and joined the fun. I continued to act aloof the next few times that we got together. Each visit, I found her more willing to interact with me. And from that time on, we have had a great relationship. This technique works well with dogs too. A frightened and shy dog needs space. Coming on too strong is scary for him. Now, while I wound up forming a bond with my niece quickly, your dog most likely will not change the feelings they have towards you after a couple attempts. It may take an extremely long time to win him over, but if you're patient, it will happen. Tip number two, obedience training. It is common for dog owners to coddle their new rescue dog rather than provide structure. This is especially true if they believe the dog suffered a miserable past. Dogs need a leader who will guide them through life. A dog without a strong leader makes bad choices and can spiral into extreme anxiety. After a brief settling in period, we want you to begin obedience training. Start with simple commands to increase the dog's motivation and self-confidence, then gradually add more complex commands. 
Of course, we're not asking the person that the dog fears to do the obedience training. We're asking family members that the dog trust to do this obedience training. Dogs respect family members who guide them. Structure increases confidence levels and helps decrease anxiety. Number three, feed your dog. Rather than tossing kibble in a large bowl and leaving the food down all day, we want you, the scary person, to create a feeding schedule for your dog. In the morning, prepare the food, place it on the floor, and walk away. Do not force the dog to interact with you. If your dog does not eat in 25 minutes, pick up the bowl of food. The dog will eat again at the next meal. We still want you to follow the same process for dinner and then every other meal thereafter. Number four, bring the fun. Participate in activities your dog enjoys. If your dog loves going for walks, enjoys car rides, cannot wait for her afternoon bone, or is thrilled to go to doggy daycare, you be the person in charge of those activities. We have witnessed frightened dogs push past fear in order to engage in an activity they enjoy. We just don't want you to make a production over being the person connected to those activities. Look who's bringing you to the dog park. It's me. No one else in the family brings you there. Only I do. I'm so much fun and so wonderful. I want you to love me. Your energy, eye contact, and body language will likely stress the dog out. Our advice is show, don't tell. Bring the dog to her favorite place without the fanfare. The repetition of you bringing her to a fun location or giving her an item that she greatly enjoys is enough for her to realize that time with you equals fun. And again, if you're providing the dog with a bone, we want you to leave it on the bed or leave it on the floor. Do not force the dog to come over to you to take it if the dog is not ready. Number five, be consistent. This is an important tip. Dogs are creatures of habit. In order for you to gain your dog's trust and increase the bond, you must consistently meet your dog's daily needs. You cannot expect to form a relationship with your dog if you continuously hand her off to someone else. Walking or feeding your dog once in a while is not going to benefit either of you. It's important that you pick a task that fits into your daily routine and make sure you are the person that completes that task daily. Number six, learn canine body language. When you understand your dog's body language and calming signals, it helps you avoid behavior that causes discomfort for your dog. It can also drastically reduce the chances of you receiving a dog bite. We suggest that you read On Talking Terms with Dogs, Calming Signals by Turid Rugis. And I very well may be mispronouncing her last name because I destroy last names. Her first name is Torrid, T-U-R-I-D. Last name is R-U-G-A-A-S. I will have information about this book in the show notes. Number seven, stay down low. Imagine you are sitting on a bench in the park reading a book. Someone walks up and stands uncomfortably close to you. They loom over you and start a conversation. They may even place their hand on the back of your bench. Their body language will likely alarm you and force you to move away or stand up. You may even lash out at them. Well, now you know how dogs feel. Dogs meet one another by smelling the, another dog's butt. Yet, when humans interact with dogs, we walk straight up to them, look them in the eye, bend at the waist, and extend our arm. Instead of always looming over your dog, try sitting on the floor. 
If your dog shows signs that she wants you to pet her, make sure that you keep your hands low. Pet her neck or her chest. Avoid petting over the head or the face. Number eight, treat whisperer. This should never be the first step in bonding with your dog. This is a more advanced activity and you should not rush it and definitely not pick this option as one of the first. I cannot tell you when your dog will be ready for this. You have to learn to read your dog's body language. Hiring a professional dog trainer can help you communicate with your dog by teaching you about canine calming signals. So the first option that we have, the better of the two, is when the dog comes near you, a safe distance for the dog, casually drop food on the floor. While she eats, quietly say, good girl. No fanfare or no jazz hands here. Don't pet the dog. Simply drop the food and walk away. When she looks at you or shows interest in you, simply drop more food. Again, avoid eye contact and conversing with your dog. We want your dog to reap the benefits of sharing space with you without the fear of too much interaction. This works better when the dog is hungry. If your dog does not love her kibble, then practice this activity with a high value treat, such as freeze-dried dog treats, cheese, small hot dog pieces, hamburger, chicken, or anything else that you feel that your dog will tolerate. Never ever force an unwilling dog to eat from your hand. Again, the second option is not something that should be exercised with a new or extremely fearful dog. This is an activity you can practice after your dog starts showing signs of comfort and trust. It may take weeks, months, or years to get to this point. Only your dog can decide when she is comfortable enough to participate in this activity. And if you move too quickly, you risk taking a big giant step back in any progress that you've made. So again, option two is sitting on the floor and angling your body so that you're not looking straight at your dog. Place food in your hand, but be sure to keep that hand low. Let the dog eat the food out of your hand. Softly praise the dog good when she eats. Keeping your arms low and relaxed, refill your hand with dog food or a special treat. At first, the dog may be leery and it may take several minutes or attempts for her to approach your hand. Remember to avoid eye contact, keep your praise flat, avoid quick movements, and do not attempt to pet your dog. Number nine, quiet space. Some dogs prefer to hide in another part of the house away from everyone, especially when the scary family member is home. We prefer that the dog not be permitted to hide away. It benefits her to learn to share the space with the entire family. So when the family gets together, we want you to cut off access to rooms your dog hides in when the family is home. Instead, include a safe place in your gathering space. Move her crate or dog bed to a corner of the room away from the entryway and away from any place that foot traffic is the heaviest. Make a rule that no one interacts with the dog when she is in that spot. That means no one lays with her, pets her, talks to her, feeds her, or interacts with her in any way. Your dog needs a safe space where she can unwind and relax without the fear of being bothered. Everyone should ignore the dog when she's in her safe place, not only the person she's afraid of or guests, 
everybody should. Number 10 is patience. The most important tip on this list is patience. Again, we feel for you. Nobody wants their dog to fear them. There will be times that you feel that all of your attempts are hopeless. Your patience and continued effort to ease your dog's fear is the most profound form of love you can give to an animal. And who knows, you may end up forming the strongest bond with this dog, a bond stronger than any other dog who has been part of your family. It will take time, a lot of time. You need to have patience. A person who rushes a frightened dog to interact with them may end up with a dog bite. That will not fare well for you or the dog. You will increase the dog's fear if you move too fast. Living with a dog who fears you is not an ideal situation at all. If you're patient, the dog will come around. They say a child who grows up with a pet is a more compassionate person. I feel a person who puts the dog's needs before their own is the most compassionate and loving dog person. And this is a person that I admire. I'd like to add a bonus tip. And this tip is for family members that the dog trusts. When your dog is showing discomfort with another family member or even a guest coming into your house, we want you to refrain from coddling the dog. That means don't pet him, don't tell him it's okay, don't hug him, nothing. By coddling the dog, you are reinforcing the dog's fear. Instead, if the dog chooses to go on his bed or hide in the corner, let him do that. Do not reward the dog. Do not beg him to come out. Do not go to him. We want you to ignore the dog. Once the dog comes out of that hiding place and is in the right frame of mind, at that time you can reward the dog with food or petting and activity. When a dog is in the wrong frame of mind, and this includes fear, anger, excitement, any negative behavior, we need you to ignore that dog. We want the dog to be rewarded when they're in the right frame of mind. And that's really hard, especially if you have a dog who's hiding under the couch or hiding under the bed. You go for it, scared dog. Again, you risk a dog bite. More importantly, we want the dog to learn that they don't have a reason to be afraid. Again, I've said it. I'm going to keep repeating it because so many people try to rush through this process. So many people feel that they can fix a frightened dog. You have to have patience. You have to slowly work to get this dog to trust you. And there's a chance that they may never, ever trust you and they may fear you for the rest of their lives. But we're hoping if you move slow, if you give the dog their space, and if you show them that they have nothing to fear in the appropriate way, that you will overcome this problem with your dog. We took the time to learn, now it is time to reflect. This quote belongs to Suzanne Clothier, C-L-O-T-H-I-E-R. Again, I annihilate last names. One of the quickest ways to get your dog to not trust you is by overriding him telling you that he does not feel safe. This is a fantastic quote. And I want you to know this is not limited to people who live in the house. This includes guests or anyone who comes into your house who insists on interacting and feeding your frightened dog. The phrase that irritates me the most is, I'm a dog person. Dogs love me. Let me interact with your dog. 
Give me a cookie. I'm going to make the dog like me. If this person was truly a dog person, they would know that frightened dogs want and need their space. Do not let these people ruin the trust between you and your dog. When you let them interact with your frightened dog, the message that you're sending to your dog is that he cannot trust you to protect him. So keep that in mind the next time someone forces themselves on your dog. It is time for our final tip of the day. I train between 28 and 30 dogs a week. The most stressful lessons for me are the ones where people are shouting, leaning in their dog's face, losing their cool, and rapidly repeating commands. Sit, 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 come, come, come. Every once in a while, I'll even find that multiple people start commanding the dog at the same time. Trainers tell dog owners that they should avoid rewarding dogs when the dogs are in an excited state. Instead, they're instructed to wait until the dog is in a calm state before rewarding. We need to practice what we preach. When working with dogs, you should also demonstrate calmness. Refrain from rapid fire repeating of commands. Don't lean over in the dog's face. Never yell at the dog. Watch your body language. Move calmly. Avoid constantly petting and touching the dog while the dog is in command. Or even when you're trying to get the dog in command, I see people grabbing the dog's face and trying to turn them in their direction, and that's a big no-no. You should even limit the conversation between you and your dog. Simply give one-word commands. Mark the behavior when the dog listens and remind the dog when they don't by saying, uh-uh, no baby talk, no jumping around, no celebrating. Calmness is key. And if you're in a bad mood or feeling frustrated during dog training, it's time to end the training session and go for a walk with your canine friend instead. Remember, dog training is not a battle between you and your dog. It is supposed to be a bonding exercise and how your dog learns. Before we end this episode, we wanted to share some amazing news with you. ISCDT, also known as the International School for Certified Dog Trainers, was recently listed as a top eight online dog training school. We were actually the runner-up to the top dog training program offered by Karen Pryor, and we are thrilled with this news. We will put a link for the article in our show notes. And if you want to study dog training, visit iscdt.com to learn about our online dog trainer program. This program has you working hands-on with dogs. Your personal mentor will guide you through the course with guidance and plenty of tips to help enhance your skill. We would be honored to help you achieve your goals of becoming a dog trainer. That's all we have for today. As always, we enjoy teaching you to train them. The ISCDT staff wishes you all a happy, healthy, and productive new year.